I'm Tracy. And I'm Lena. And we love Healing Children. In fact, we're the co-owners and founders of Healing Children, LLC. And this is our podcast, The Bumpy Road to Healing, where we get real about what children need emotionally. And how best to support them. We skip the fluff. And get right to the heart of it. Um, better. Okay, what's what's gotten better? Well, like there's a few more rules now. Mm-hmm. Like the teacher has given him some rules, so like he can't have anything in his desk anymore, which okay. is very good because he was throwing stuff at us, and you know, yeah. And yeah. Uh, at recess, he has to stay in a certain area. So that's good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So how do you feel about Bobby? Well, better. Is he as rude as he was before? Well, he used to be super rude. Yeah, yeah. But now, no, he only, he's only like mildly rude sometimes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How do you feel about all of that? Well, it's, I guess... I guess it's cool to like see his progress or whatever. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And uh, I think the teacher is doing some really good things. Okay. And so I'm glad I told, you know? Yeah. Cause I didn't want to tell. No. Yeah, I know. I, a lot of kids don't want to tell because they don't want to like be a tattletale. No way. Yeah. They don't like that, but it sounds like that's really been good for Bobby and he's a lot better. So when he does play with you, is he following the rules? I mean, are you guys playing together some at recess? Yeah. I mean, we play football again now and uh, he hasn't thrown a ball like at my face in like a week. Wow. Wow. Okay. That's good. So maybe Bobby might actually have some friends eventually. He was even kind of laughing last time. Well, actually, Actually, he told a joke and we were all kind of laughing at him. Well, not at him, you know, with, with him. him, with him. Yeah, yeah. Like it was a good joke and it was like, okay, that, I, that it kind of leads into what Lena and I were going to talk about with um, just with setting boundaries around behavior in our healing environment. We talked about the healing environment last time. And this time we're going to be really talking about, you know, how it changes with severe behavior or chronic behavior, mm-hmm. which Bobby really had. Oh yeah. Yeah. He was extreme. Yeah. He was mm-hmm. extreme and it was really upsetting you. Oh yeah. And you didn't really want to be around him. No way. Yeah. And so with those boundaries, he's doing better and it's, it's changing things. We're going to talk a little bit about why that is. And you might enjoy listening to that Herbert. All right. I'll listen. So we've talked about the healing environment and what that looks like. And So we want to talk about what does that look like for kids who have this chronic behavior or atypical behavior, Mm -hmm. because sometimes when we have that significant behavior, their needs are different. Like we've talked about in other podcasts, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And so maybe we want to talk about what chronic or atypical behavior is, what that looks like. And then we can kind of talk about how that healing environment changes for those kids and why that happens. Yeah. So chronic misbehavior at my school would be 
maybe a student on the playground mm -hmm. is hitting kids, calling kids names, um, refusing to listen to the playground staff. And maybe they've tried having the kids sit on the wall. They've tried white slips, which is something we do at my school, or they've tried, um, maybe the teachers call the parent, talk to the parent. Like we've tried a lot of things to get the child to recognize that it's a behavior problem uh -huh. and for them to take ownership of it. And they're not. And so then that tells us that's a chronic behavior issue. And yeah. we use a different, you a know, different structure plan. of the house. Yeah. And so like for me at my school, sometimes it's those kids who are still throwing temper tantrums. Mm -hmm. And no matter what you do, they're going to throw a temper tantrum. Yeah. And it's completely disruptive and you've tried different things to manage it. And to me, again, that's more of your chronic or your atypical behavior or the stealing or yeah. the lying and that and that's happening all the time. And it's not responding to the typical classroom management or the typical rules that we put in place that most kids respond to. Yeah. Because like we've talked about in other podcasts, we look at children's development. Usually by the time kids hit elementary years, they're in that industry versus inferiority stage. They're typically wanting to do their work. They're wanting to please teachers. Mm -hmm. They're pretty good at following the rules. They might have hiccups here and there that they learn from, mm -hmm. but your typical kids are kind of smoothly going through it. Yeah. And, and your typical classroom management mm -hmm. generally works with most kids. Yes. So we're talking about those kids where your typical classroom management is not working. Yes. And the behavior is not improving. And so sometimes... The reason that happens is because like we've talked about in previous podcasts and we also talk about in our trainings is maybe those kids for some reason mm -hmm. emotionally are very immature. Yeah. And it could be for a variety of reasons, but they're kind of stuck at a, a lower emo a maturity level emotionally. Mm -hmm. And that's why we're not necessarily seeing the growth. Yeah. So for those kids, they need something different. And so what, what we have is the healing environment for maybe that chronic atypical behavior. And this is how it looks. Mm -hmm. And so what you see is the boundaries are brought in. Mm -hmm. The boundaries are still there, but they're brought in because a kid needs more structure mm -hmm. and more, more boundaries right. in order to learn. You see that the choices are very, they're used very, very carefully mm -hmm. because a lot of times kids with significant emotional behavioral problems, when you do give choices, ends up spiraling out of control. Yeah. Ends up becoming this power struggle and then they're not ready for those choices. And so what we do as an adult is we, we give them choices within their maturity, reasoning, and judgment level mm -hmm. and their ability to follow those directions and ability to manage it. And so for some kids, we might be pulling way back on decisions and choices and then slowly giving that back again. Mm -hmm. um, humor we use very, very carefully because some kids, maybe they've been through a lot of significant things and they really don't find things funny. Yeah, their life has been hard. Their life has been hard. And, and so we still have to keep our sense of humor. Yes. Um, because we need to have joy in our life, but maybe these kids don't. And well, so we have to be careful. Yeah. And I, I think um, we're, we're pulling in those boundaries. Mm -hmm. So we have a chronic behavior issue. We've tried all of our typical classroom management and we are not seeing growth and change. And so part of us as the adults, we feel really discouraged. Mm -hmm. You know, we feel like a failure potentially because normally we're able to see change with that, but and we're not. And And it's understanding that when kids are struggling with that kind of chronic misbehavior, mm -hmm. understanding, like you said, the needs are different. Mm -hmm. And so what we want is we don't want to lose that relationship. And that can happen when we are feeling like, gosh, you know, I'm not being successful. So we put in those tighter boundaries. Uh -huh. It allows us to still connect with the student. 
Yeah. Because we don't feel like they're not getting there. I think when educators feel like kids are getting away with something and there's no boundaries for that behavior, I think we feel kind of hopeless. Uh-huh. Well, it, it does. You feel that frustration. Yes. Significant frustration. And we don't want that. Because what can happen is that can get in the way of us connecting with the student. And that's what the student needs for emotional maturity to happen. Let's say we have a kid who has a very difficult home life. Mm -hmm. Potentially they have a parent who's in prison. Maybe they're being raised by grandparents and the other parent is not around. Yeah. So this kid's life has not been easy on them. They've had a lot of sadness. They've had a lot of grief and loss Mm -hmm. and they have a lot of behavior issues because they've been going through a lot and they probably haven't mature the way they've needed to because of all the things we're going through. Mm -hmm. The last thing they need is to have the educator not trying to connect with them. Does Mm -hmm. that make sense? So we pull in those boundaries around the behavior and then we keep doing, making our best effort to connect with that student and have Mm -hmm. a relationship. And it's a lot easier when you know that you're putting in the supports that the kids need, or you know that they're getting that consistent accountability and that discipline that they need. Yes. Then it's a lot easier for you to continue with that encouragement and acceptance and that relationship. Yeah. And it really does help with that. It does. It makes a big difference. So how you pull in those boundaries depends a lot on the age you're working with, Mm -hmm. right? How it looks in elementary is going to look different than how it looks in junior high or high school, Mm -hmm. how it looks in kindergarten classroom compared to a sixth grade classroom is going to be different. And you might be asking yourself, how do I do this? (laughs) And we can help you with that. Yes. But you have to watch one of our trainings. Yes, you will. Because it is, it's, it's something that I think in a podcast, like there's a lot of different ways to do that. Um, but I think it's really good if you watch the full training to really understand the whys and the hows, and it goes into in more detail. That's right. So you could watch our full part one training, get a college credit as well uh-huh. for that. And really think through how would I do this in my environment? Think about some of your students, like how could I do this with some of my students where I really see that chronic misbehavior and I feel like everything I'm doing is not working. Uh-huh. Um, you could take our part two training because maybe you've already taken our part one training. Our part two training can even take you deeper into understanding how you can understand your own development because mm-hmm. that's super important as we understand yes. ourselves. And then how do I help my students? How do I understand my own insecurities that come up mm-hmm. and then how can I help my students? Yeah. And we also do have a training just on the healing environment that goes over typical versus atypical. So if you think about it, it's kind of like um, what Herbert talked about where his teacher put him a set area on the playground. So mm-hmm. reduce the level of freedom all over the whole playground. Yes. But brought the child with a reduced place to play yeah. to reduce the opportunities of misbehavior and poor contact. Yes conduct, poor conduct, and increase the opportunities of learning to play appropriately. What the teacher did in the classroom where he doesn't have a lot of items in his desk, mm-hmm. so he's not playing with them, he's not throwing them. So those are some ideas of structuring the environment. Well, and what's kind of cool about that is Herbert is wanting to hang out with this kid more. Because he's getting more self-control. Yeah. Because, because the kid's the not being so mean boundaries. to him. Yeah. And so I think it's understanding, like, you know, everything I've learned with all the trauma therapy classes I have taken and attachment therapy classes I've taken and training is we need a community to heal. Mm-hmm. And so if we are being mean to people, people are not going to want to be around us. That's just the bottom line. Yeah. And so we set those boundaries. We get that behavior under control. Kids can start developing not only like better relationships with the educator, but also with their peers. Mm-hmm. And they're going to need that in their process of healing. We all need that. Yeah. And so when they get that, mm-hmm. 
and they start to get those with the boundaries and we slowly, they start to mature and then we can move some of those boundaries out and give them more and more freedom. And then we get a child who not only is behaving because we asked them to, but they've got some maturity and they're starting to internalize that. And then there is more hope because now they have friends too. Hey, Hey. Herbert. So what did you think? It was good. Did did it help you out kind of? Yeah. I mean, I really get what's going on with Bobby. Yeah. Yeah. And it it helps to kind of understand that stuff, doesn't it? Yeah. And how those boundaries really can help somebody. Yeah. You guys are really smart. Really? You think so? Oh yeah. Wow. I, wow. Like that, that's a huge compliment from you, Herbert. Well, yeah, I'm pretty smart too. That's (laughs) true. Yeah, you are. You're really smart. You've got a lot going on, buddy. Thanks. So, uh, so yeah, those boundaries really make a big difference, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. This really helped Bobby and, uh, yeah. Um, I think I'm going to go actually check on him and like maybe, uh, see if he wants to hang. Well, and what's nice is Bobby is now going to have friends. If he gets that behavior under control and we all need mm-hmm. friends to get through life. Oh yeah. Like I totally want to hang with him now. Yeah. Well, yeah. Good. Go have fun doing, what are you going to be doing? Well, I think, um, you know, stuff like, yeah. like stuff. Like football, maybe? Nah. <laughs> okay, well, is that all you needed me for? Yeah, yeah. I think Okay, I bye. Think so. bye. If you like what you're hearing and you want to learn more, you can go to our website at www.healingchildrenllc.org. On our website, you can read more about who we are. You can look at our online training. You can also look at our blogs on a variety of topics. You can see our most new and up-to-date podcasts. You can also engage with us in a variety of ways. Such as liking us or following us on social media. You can even hire us to come in. Or you could email us or call us. Exactly. Make sure that you sign up for our email list so that you can get the latest information about what we have to offer, including live trainings in your area. Yes. So let the healing begin. Thank you for joining our podcast, The Bumpy Road to Healing. The Bumpy Road to Healing is sponsored by Healing Children, LLC. We are both educators and mental health professionals, which gives us a unique perspective on working with children, both in and out of the school setting who have severe emotional and behavioral concerns. Our mission is for all children to be emotionally healthy, happy, mature, and responsible. As adults establish healthy relationships and appropriate boundaries, we believe that children are more likely to grow and prosper. When adults understand the impact of trauma, entitlement, disruptive attachment, and child development, including conscious development, they can better create healing environments for children. To learn more about us and what we have to offer, go to www.healingchildrenllc.org.